Very confusing. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Here we are today, okay, and this is going to be an exciting day. We're going to talk about Samoa measles and personal freedom. Now, how does that go together? Well, if you remember way, way back, okay, and I'm back um, to 2015. Yes, that was almost four years ago. Okay, the measles outbreak in um, in Disneyland. What happened in that 2014, 15 uh, outbreak? Well, we lost most of our freedoms. Medical doctors can't even write exemptions in California. The state has taken over control. Religious and medical freedoms have been eliminated. Social media in the last four years is now taken over by the government, and there's prosecutions for people that have dissenting opinions. And you might think if you make a dissenting opinion against the government or against the governing authorities, should your soul be excommunicated from heaven and damned eternally to hell? No, that happened to Galileo for him coming up with different ideas. No, now they just find you and throw you in jail. Okay, so all the social media platforms are changing, all of this, and Samoa measles outbreak, we're going to go over the actual facts. Okay, but look at this. They're trying to hide. They, when I say they, I mean the, the media groups. Figure when this country was founded, the one industry, the only industry that has been protected by our Constitution is freedom of the press. And why would that be? Because we need dissenting opinions different from the government. Well, we have the greatest decline of health in human history, a chronic epidemic of illness in this country. Now, 60% of all adults in America have a chronic illness. 54% of kids have a chronic illness. Now, this entire epidemic of chronic illness has been brought to you by the Center for Disease Control the Food and Drug Administration, the National Health Institute, or National Institute of Health, um, the Health and Human Services, and the American Medical Association. Yes, brought to you by every university who has taken uh, grants from pharmaceutical industry. Pharmaceutical industry outspends oil and gas two to one. And so this is change. So what we have to do, we have to change the system. Now, I'm going to go over it, how the Samoa measles uh, epidemic is going to be used as a leverage tool to further constrict your liberties in social media and uh, what you can actually do. Can your kids go to school if they're not fully vaccinated? This means they have to have the flu shot, the hepatitis B shot, and the HPV shot. Okay, yeah, you're injecting something that's from a sexually transmitted disease in eight and nine-year-olds, okay? If you're okay with that, roll up your sleeve and follow the government and, and avoid goose-stepping, okay? But if you want to think for yourself and have autonomy of control of your body and have independence of thought and informed consent, then you have to look at other means. So where are you going to get this, this um, information? First, support organizations that support your freedom. Now, there's a couple of them uh, that are outrageously good. The Vaccine um, Awareness Event, and this is the one out of Minnesota, Minnesota Vaccine Awareness. I'm going to recommend that you guys support this. The Informed Consent Action Network 
It's ICanDecide.org. Uh, you can go to Vaxter.com, which is amazing, run by Sherry Tenpenny. And you can go to Extreme Health Academy. That's the one that, that I'm running with, with uh, Justin and Kate. So you have to support these groups. <clears throat> now, at Extreme Health Academy, um, there's a code that you can try for two weeks for free. At the end of two weeks, you can opt out. If you decide to continue to support us, it's $19.99 a month. Okay? Or you get two weeks for free. See if you like it. Because remember, right now, if you say anything, and it's put on social media, there's a chiropractor up in Nova Scotia who made posts that said you should think twice before you vaccinate. And she was fined $100,000 and lost her license. Okay, they're demonetizing our videos on YouTube. So now we're going to set up a site on BitChute. That's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. And it's similar to, um, to YouTube, uh, but it has less restrictions. So please go to look up John Bergman uh, at the video site on BitChute. So now let's go way back in history. The 2014-15 measles outbreak in Disneyland. Now, I was thinking this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you know, how many people had it? Well, let's go over the facts. 131 cases, okay, of, uh, of measles. Now, were all of these cases vaccinated? Were all of them unvaccinated? Because if you looked at the media, again, which is controlled by the industry, um, they were saying, oh, it's the unvaccinated spreading this. Well, let's actually break it down. There were 131 cases, okay? Um, of these, 38% didn't have records. Now, 48%, 48 of the 131 cases, okay, said they were vaccinated. And many of them were unsure. But now 57 were unvaccinated. Now, they had personal belief exemptions. They missed the dose. So they were on an alternative schedule. Um, they were too young. Okay, that was 16 of them. So out of the 131, 57 were unvaccinated. 25 or 31% were fully vaccinated and fully compliant. Yes, that's right. 31% of the 131 cases of measles were fully vaccinated. That means a complete vaccine failure of 31%. That means you got the shot, you had 31% failure rate. Okay, that's insane. Did you hear this on the news? No, you did not. Okay, so when we look at the age distribution of this, 53% of those that had it were adults. Now, this means that if you got a measles, mumps, and rubella shot, it doesn't give lifetime immunity, even though that's what they said it did. Okay, it's literally going back into um, waning, um, waning uh, ability of it to do. Now, when we talk about the MMR, the measles, mumps, and rubella, we know that the mumps is a component of the MMR. Duh. Okay, but if you can remember way back to last year, December 2018, warship Fort McHenry. Now, all of the military guys on there, they were all were up to date with their MMR shot, and they had mumps so bad that they couldn't dock, okay? And it takes about 25 days for the stuff to incubate. So they had to wait outside. They couldn't even dock. 
and they were they were quarantined. Now we know that whooping cough, okay, may uh, oh, it's an ability to prevent infections. That's right, the DPT shot. So we know that there's vaccine failures. So let's look at the Samoa measles timeline epidemic. So way back in 2018, in July, two babies that just got their measles, mumps, and rubella died immediately. Now, it turned out that two nurses pleaded guilty for negligence because they mixed the MMR with um, something it shouldn't. They improperly, they, they, they mixed it with a muscle relaxant instead of water. Now, this killed the kids. So consequently, the measles vaccine cover went from 70% down to 38%. Now, it's interesting that before they passed the um, non-liability law that, that eliminated any liability for vaccine manufacturers, we had about a 60% coverage of the measles, mumps, and rubella. So now they went from 71% down to 38%. Now, that was in July 2018. Now, so the vaccines were stopped back then. Now, way in April... 2019. So this was nearly a year later. Okay, measles vaccination resumes. Okay, and in fact, October, so think of this, July last, um, 2018, two babies died. Vaccine rates plunged to 38%. Um, by 2019, so a year in April, measles vaccination resumed to try and get it back up. UNICEF by October delivered 115,000 doses of the MMR to Samoa. Um, by October 12th, the World Bank gave $34 million for a grant for the measles outbreak. Now, by mid-October, so remember, the doses of MMR, the World Bank grant, by mid-October, the first child was reported to have died from the measles. So they're ramping up the measles coverage without deaths, just people that declared having it. Okay, by November 15th, Samoa declared a state of emergency. By the 26th of November, a national measles vaccine campaign. And so these are mobile outreach. Um, now you have another 100,000 doses of MMR shipped from New Zealand. Now December 2019, door-to-door -door vaccination. That means every man, woman, and child was ordered to receive an MMR regardless a previous infection or vaccination. Um, only police and mobile vaccination teams were allowed on public roads. So we're talking a total shutdown of the country. Um, and in fact, on December 5th, they censored social media to protect the public. Now think of this. Every man, woman, and child was ordered to receive an MMR regardless of previous infection or vaccination status. You had to get it. Now, is this okay according to the manufacturers? Just think of that. They're forcing it on you. And I'm going to show you, according to the Center for Disease Control, that there's a lot of incidents that you do not want to vaccinate. Now, anti-vax sentiments. Um, and this is, they actually threatened and jailed. One of the most prominent activists was Edwin Tamasisi. Uh, he was arrested by police. Uh, for discouraging antibiotics and Tylenol. And he was encouraging vitamin A and vitamin C. And then the prime minister got an additional uh, $10 million from the UN for training and surveillance to protect the population. 
Now, the activist, Edwin Temesi, uh, um, was charged with incitement against the government uh, order. Now, um, the government say it, said that the anti-vaccination advocates uh, were complicating their efforts by turning the tide against the highly con um, contagious disease. Um, and, uh, it, okay, what he said, and this is just crazy, they were launching the door-to-door -door mass vaccination, and all he was saying was, look, instead of vaccinating willy-nilly, try in vitamin C and vitamin A. Now, um, and I love the Prime Minister. Let us work together to convince those who do not believe that vaccinations are the only answer to the epidemic. Let us not be distracted by the promise of alternative cures. What did they do before the measles vaccine came on the scene? Did, how did the body survive? How did the, how did the people survive? Now, uh, you've got to figure, they're blaming the anti-vaxxers for death of the children. Now, just correlate this, because this is going to be used in America, just like the, the, the Disneyland epidemic. Um, and now, as this activist was being taken into custody, he spoke out again on social media. Now, listen to what he was saying. Uh, he was speaking against the vaccine and claiming that a combination of vitamin C, ascorbate acid, and a mineral salt of ascorbic acid can cure the disease. This will save your kids. Um, and, and then he was arrested. They took his phone away. Uh, and I love this one comment on Facebook. In jail for something he said, does anyone see that there's something wrong with this? Um, and, and another one said, spreading anti-vax um, propaganda and lies, which endangers children in the middle of an epidemic. He should be locked up for good. Yes, how dare he say anything? Yeah, unless you look at the um, a Committee on Infectious Diseases. This is a committee in 1993. And what did they say? They said vitamin E treatment for measles. You're kidding. A medical journal article saying that vitamins will be effective against the disease? Sure enough, they said that over 89 of the measles-related deaths in 1990, 55% occurred in children younger than five. So obviously these kids younger than five should have got immunity from their parents. Oh, no, unless their parents were vaccinated for it then they couldn't pass on the immunity the way their parents and grandparents had done for generations before. So these kids are already at risk because their parents are over-vaccinated. But they say uh, if they get vitamin A treatment okay, of measles, it will reduce morbidity and mortality. So it literally reduces the symptoms. Now, this article goes on to state that it's absolutely vital. And we know that just fruits and vegetables can control certain chronic diseases. We know that kids develop a fever in response to infections such as measles, and this is ideal and vital for the body's processes. But what are they passing out? The World Health Organization, or UNICEF, is passing out antibiotics given prophylactically, which destroy the body's immune system. Then they're giving acetaminophen or Tylenol to reduce the fever. However, that is linked to chronic obstructive pulmonary disease 
and measles doesn't kill you, but the secondary infections causing lung issues does if you're in a weakened immune system state. And they're giving an antibiotic and Tylenol prophylactically, and they're injecting people regardless of their health status. All of these destroy the immune system. So literally, if you give antibiotics during a childhood illness, their risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma increases. Now, we do know that the World Health Organization, their, um, well, pediatricians, and this was July 2018, they changed the adverse event um, from vaccines reporting systems. And I love the way this one um, doctor put it. Paradoxically, the um, adverse event following immunization algorithm is said to be for vaccine safety. Perhaps we need a scheme for public safety rather than vaccine safety. Wow, that's brilliant. So let's go to the CDC, because remember, Samoa government is going to vaccinate everybody, man, woman, and child, regardless of their health status. Just shoot them. What does the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and you look on their website, who should not get an MMR vaccine? Who should not get it? Well, um, here we go. A person who's ever had a life-threatening allergic reaction to a dose of the MMR or is a severe allergy to any part of this. Um, ask your healthcare provider. If a girl is pregnant or thinks she might be pregnant, okay, this could be damaging to her and the baby. If they have a weakened immune system um, or any disease such as tuberculosis, immune therapy, AIDS, if they have a brother, parent, or a sister with a history of immune system problems, uh, if they've ever had a um, transfusion or, or blood products, if they've ever had tuberculosis. Now, we're talking Samoa. Okay, they don't have a good infrastructure. Their risk of tuberculosis is considerably higher than that of infants or of children and people in industrialized nations. Okay, if they've ever gotten another vaccine in the past four weeks, well, that doesn't apply in Samoa. It's regardless of your vaccine status, you get it shot. Or if you're not feeling well, if you have a mild illness, a cold, um, all of these are reasons to postpone a vaccination. All of these are reasons, according to the CDC, that you should not vaccinate. The reason I bring this up is because we have to look at history. History. We're seeing multiple people die from measles in Samoa. What was the rate of death before the vaccine? Why are there any people alive left on this planet if we didn't have the vaccine? Well, before, and this is what, the, again, the CDC will say, um, before the measles vaccine, there were about 400,000 reported cases of measles. These are people that got sick enough to go to a hospital. Now, and they say about one in a thousand of those people died. However, if you compare the actual number of measles cases, there were about 4 million cases of measles every year and about four to 500 deaths. So that is a 0.0001% of people will die. Okay, so this is a very, very, I mean, it's important to those four to 500 people that died, but the 4 million, the 3,995,000 people that did not die were not at risk. You know, they, they survived. 
So why? Why in Samoa have there been 72 deaths? Um, and this is uh, based on the entire population. They only have a population of around 201,000 people. So this is a 14 deaths per thousand infected. Now, why is it a hundred times greater death rate than the before the vaccine? Why are more people dying now after the vaccine? Is it because we vaccinated the mothers and they can't pass on maternal um, immunity? Is it because we're treating it with prophylactic antibiotics and uh, Tylenol? Is it because we're vaccinating everybody regardless of their status or health? Maybe they're sick or they have TB or they're allergic to reactions to this. Um, why is it 100 times greater death rate than before the vaccine? Think of this. Before the vaccine in America, okay, and this is for all the people that are completely freaking out with smoke coming out of their ears right now because they're in a panic mode because measles is deadly. No, it's not. It was a normal childhood disease. Figure this. 64 million kids in America in 1959. 64 million kids. 4 million cases annually, every year. 4 million once. 4 million again. 4 million again. 400,000 were reported. Why? Because most of those 4 million that had it didn't, they took care of it at home. They took vitamin A, vitamin C, just like their their mom and dad and, and doctor recommended, and they recovered fine. 400,000 went to the hospital, and of those, 450 died. Now, did they die because of incorrect medical procedure? Were they given an MMR shot? Or were they given, well, not then, because it didn't li exist. Were they given antibiotics? Were they given steroids? We don't know. But if 3,995,600 um, or 400 people uh, lived, okay, and 450 died, wouldn't you look into that 450 and see what the problem was? Um, you cannot question what is going on with this. It's all fear-based. It's not in science. Think of the vaccine um, programs in the past. Okay, smallpox. And again, you have this religious fervor with it. Now, the, they had a number of vaccine failures with smallpox. Um, figure at the time when Jenner died, there were two different types. There were pustular eczema smallpox or spurious cowpox. Now, they explained that the failure, this means they got the smallpox injection and they got it. Uh, some would say the number of punctures was incorrect or that revaccination was necessary or that the pure the lymph was impure. Um, and now, uh, it, it's, uh, okay, we know in Japan in 1885, they passed a compulsory vaccination program where you had to vaccinate and revaccinate every seven years. So in Japan, the, they had to vaccinate, seven years later, another vaccine, seven years later, another vaccine. And this resulted in a 25% mortality rate. Okay, after, then they said, okay, we revaccinated every five years. So now revaccinated every five years, the death rate was 30%. So we're seeing an increase in vaccinations, an increase in frequency of vaccinations, and an increase in death rate. Oh, you might be questioning, what was the death rate before the smallpox vaccination? 
oh, that was 10%. So that means a 300% increase in death rates if you vaccinate more in 1885. Let's see if that held true to the Philippines in 1905. Sure enough, they said death rate ran as high as 60% in the Philippines when before the vaccination it was around 10 to 15%. So it turns out that that's probably not the best. We know smallpox also in 1885 had a, had a similar um, uh, change. So when we look at compulsory vaccine, in 1938, and this is out of the Lancet, um, let me read this quote. Compulsory vaccination, which once had the suffrage of the nation, has now hardly a serious supporter. We are ashamed to jettison the idea completely and perhaps afraid that if we did the accident of some future epidemic might put us in the wrong. We prefer to let compulsory vaccination die a natural death and are relieved that the general public is not curing us to demand an inquest. In the meantime, our attention is diverted to other and new forms of immunizations. Uh, Charles Cyril O'Kell. So we know that this weakens the immune system. It's an abnormal response. And if you suggest anything other than the party line, you can be arrested and jailed. This is happening in Samoa, and it will happen in America very, very quickly. And if you look at Journal of Translational Science, now this is the study to compare the birth histories and health outcome of vaccinated and unvaccinated children and sought to determine to see if there was an association between preterm birth and neural developmental disorders. And sure enough, they showed that neural developmental disorders, so this is you know, autism at one end, it could be um, attention deficit disorder at the other, anxiety, stress, and depression. And they found out that, sure enough, these results provide clues that the epidemiology and causation of neural developmental disorders um, and question the safety of the current vaccination program for preterm infants. They're just questioning it. They're saying, look, we're seeing evidence that's bad. So what can you do? Are you getting this news of the Samoa measles outbreak in this scientific-based format, or is it in fear-based to make you go in, roll up your sleeve, and get something? And then you've got to turn in your neighbor because they're not vaccinating. You know what those people are like. They're like hippies. Turn them in. Or neighbor against neighbor. So this, if you want freedom of information, if you want to be able to look um, your kids in the eye, if you want to have clear choices, support organizations that support your right, support independent research, support informed choice of medical procedures, support giving the liability for the products, the vaccines, back to the vaccine manufacturers. Why are we protecting the vaccine manufacturers instead of protecting our population? 72 doses of 17 different vaccines is an obscene number of, of interventions into the immune system that we don't know how it works. This is obscene. We're seeing the population get sicker. And I'm telling you right now, two weeks ago when I was doing research, I typed in something in Google, 
and I actually typed in the mumps and um, military vessels in Google, and a couple of weeks ago, it was the, um, the mumps outbreak that had this ship quarantine was the second hit. This time, I had to go through 14 pages to find that outbreak. So they are hiding the information. It's harder to check it out. So we have to develop our own methods of getting there. So um, first off, go to organizations, go to seminars. We've got the cruise coming up in April. You go to bsgmeetingsllc.com and you can register. Um, we got continuing education um, on this and nine hours, so it's deduct deductible. Go to the Minnesota Vaccine Awareness site and you know, join there. That's one of the best vaccination um, talks I've ever seen. Informed Consent Action, Action Network, ICANDecide.org, so support them. Uh, in fact, if you were supporting YouTube through watching their videos and watching their commercials, you were paying for your time. Get to these other groups. Support them. They need your support because these are the underdogs. Support Vaxter.com. That's Sherry Tenpenny's site. Support Extreme Health Academy. That's our site. Support these groups that are supporting you. We've got to get the information out there. This is Dr. John Bergman, and I'm going to keep putting these on until they kick us off. Okay, keep doing the research. Keep having philosophy and freedom of thought, but for God's sake, Please look at your freedom of expression, freedom of press. This should be an open discussion, not um, a private one where thoughts are limited. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.